Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Tales from Tolt. My name is Dwayne Davidson, your host. This is a program where we discuss the fascinating and rich history of that place we call the Sonoma Valley, basically from Monroe to North Bend. Folks, today we've got a really interesting uh, show. We're going to talk about some uh, several different topics, and it's all going to start off with a wonderful event that's going to be uh, coming up here in uh, in a week's time. And uh, we really want you guys to hear about it because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And to help me explain this and discuss this is a, a country uh, with uh, the um, with Novelty Hills Cemetery Group. I got that right because there's a there's some talk about what, how we actually uh, talk about Novelty Hills. Maybe we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Uh, country, welcome. Thank you so much, Duane. So we, uh, uh, Country, for those of you that don't know, her and her husband do just an incredible lot of work. There's some really good volunteers with this, um, the Novelty Hills Cemetery Association. And, uh, and as people put in long hours and uh, time, making sure that's a lovely little cemetery to honor uh, our family members that have passed. And uh, the country and her husband are one of those that are up there doing just about everything that needs to be done, whether it's cutting a fallen tree on the fence or, um, or um, uh, helping arrangements for a burial. They do it all. And so I want to just commend them for all the good work that they do. Talking about neat and interesting things that they do, uh, some time ago, a tradition started at the Novelty Cemetery that country, maybe you can tell me, I, I think that this is not entirely unique. This type of thing goes on in cemeteries and other communities also, where people do something to kind of honor those that have passed that are buried there in that cemetery. And we like to call it the twilight tour. And some other cemeteries may have a little bit different names for it. But can you explain a little bit about what this event is about? Absolutely. So I want to say what's new this year is that we have not guest speakers, but we have ghost speakers that are going to be at the Novelty Hills Cemetery What's happening is we have a family, and Dwayne, I'm going to call you out, and your sister's in the background, is that you are related about probably half of Duval, maybe a quarter <laughs> of Carnation, and I really want to appreciate you two for stepping up and saying, hey, let's take some of our relatives and reenact them, because when you and I walk the cemetery, we can say that there are at least four or five family members in your legacy that you're related to and that are buried in Novelty Hill Cemetery. So, and that's really what this year is about, is bringing to light. Um, and as you had shared with me earlier, is that these guests are going to be talking from heaven, as I understand, mm -hmm. to, to the public of today. So that's the contemporary form we're going to do this year. In the past, I believe we're on our eighth year, plus or minus a COVID year. And what we usually do is we partner with Duval Historical Society. 
This was started by a gal named Diane Baker, a local of Duval. And she thought, why don't we bring to life some of the folks that are buried here in Novelty Hill Cemetery? And so she went through the historic manuscripts of some of the pioneers in Duval, picked out some headstones, She's partnered with uh, actors, actresses around the valley, and she brought to life some of these people's story that none of us knew about. It's been fascinating. I've attended two of them, and they are just so interesting to hear these community members. Just give us a little bit of example. Let's just call some people out. What are some of the volunteers that have uh, helped put this on and have talked about their families as part of this event in the past? So two years ago, we had a great-grandson, Wyatt Ritzesender, act out his great-grandfather, Hilke Ritzesender. We also had George Anderson III reenact mm -hmm. his grandfather. Well, not really reenact some of it, but he had some great stories to tell about his grandfather, Anderson Garage, which is now where the Shell Station is in Duval. We've also had a neighbor of Novelty Hills act out Mrs. McCormick, who was an infamous Cherry Valley teacher. Mm -hmm. And we've had Ed Qual, as well as I have three generations buried up in Novelty Hill Cemetery myself. So my my grandfather was acted out as well as my great-grandmother. Wow. And what's so neat about this event and why this is being featured on this program is this really is helping preserve and tell the history of, the, uh, of our ancestors that have gone before us in this valley and helped make the valley what it is today. And you just heard some names there that were real pioneer families of the valley. And so that's what this program is so good about. I like it that it's a little bit different each year. Everybody kind of takes a little bit of a twist about how to present it. We, uh, we have um, four people that we're kind of honoring today, three of my ancestors. Three of them are women of the four. One uh, is my great-great-grandfather. I'm sorry, my great-grandfather. I, I think just kind of highly appropriate, maybe long overdue. Uh, if I can just for a moment talk about what our presentation is going to be about. With the three women versus just one guy, we're really emphasizing, you know, because a lot of time when we talk about history, unfortunately, the men get the biggest billing. People talk about it because a lot of times they were the ones out working and everything, and uh, the women don't get enough recognition. And I was very, very blessed. I guess I didn't really realize it when I was growing up, just how blessed I was to be in a family that women uh, were given such a, a equal billing. And that just didn't naturally happen. I like to think the men folk in the family were that enlightened, but it wasn't that easy. I'll tell you why. The women kind of just made it that way for themselves because you will find if you come, and I hope everybody does, that's listening and can, come and listen to their stories. These women were a lot of times more educated, formally educated, if you will, than the men. They come from families that they were giving a place at the discussion uh, at a table about politics, about the matters. I guess I didn't really realize I came from kind of a feminist, if you will, kind of almost family of women that were almost kind of ahead of their time. And you will find that out. A lot of these were professional uh, women. And so that's why we picked 
the, the characters that we did because I think it's they have a very interesting story to tell, and I hope that people can come out and uh, listen to it because I think they'll find it a little bit uh, entertaining, and hopefully it gives some people that might come attend if they just happen to have any ancestors buried there. It will spur them on to maybe do one of these in the future so that they can help honor their folks of the past. The Novelty Cemetery is such a cute and adorable place. I hear times people uh, say that they'll just take a lunch up there or just park their car and do some meditation. If people just haven't been up there before, you want to tell them just a little bit about this little special cemetery? I mean, a cemetery is a cemetery, but not really. They all have their own character. And this cemetery is basically out in the middle of nowhere. And that is so true. I've been in the role that we call ourselves sextons. We're administrators of the cemetery. And every time I get to partner with a family member or a friend of the deceased, I'll do a tour of the cemetery. And they said, and they're locals here in Duval or Carnation. say, I didn't even know that the cemetery was here. Mm-hmm. And we are located just south of Duval. We are at the roundabout. If you would head east rather than west towards Redmond, you go up the hill and take your first right. And we have a little sign that says cemetery. And we are tucked back into the corner off of a. Uh, 169. And we are about five acres. We have been established since 1902. And how we got established was our original Duval Pioneer Cemetery is located at the historic Doherty Farmstead. And we had our pioneers buried there. And for two reasons, we had to move. One, because the water table was so high, every time they went to dig a grave, they would have to bail out the spot in order to descend the body. Whether it was summer or not, there was always water in the grave spot. The second piece was the railroad was active and they wanted to use part of that land. This was in 1910. So the railroad, the Northern Railroad and the Milwaukee partnered together to ungrave about 44 bodies and move them up to the found by a committee of pioneers, Novelty Hill Cemetery. I call it Novelty Hill Cemetery now. It is really known as Novelty Association, Cemetery Association. And the reason the name changed is, I know when I took over the paperwork about 12 years ago, the name was just changed. And there's no reason or backup why, but uh, we are Novelty Cemetery Association doing business as Novelty Hills Cemetery. You raised a couple of interesting points I think folks ought to, uh, ought to remember is that sometimes these historic cemeteries need to move because of progress. And you just cited that the Duval Cemetery novelty became Duval Cemetery because of uh, expansion of the railroads and things. I tell folks that just south of Carnation, there's a little community called Pleasant Hill, close to where I grew up. And there was a cemetery by an elementary school that was in existence out there at the area of Pleasant Hill. And all those uh, graves had to be relocated to the town of Carnation because of expansion of Highway 203, which is the main road between Duval and Carnation 
when it was going away from a country road to a state highway, uh, those uh, graves were also uh, moved. And when I moved to Benton County uh, in the Tri-Cities, there was also an entire cemetery that had to be moved because of a freeway, Highway 82, in a little town called Kiona. So that happens. The other thing you were just talking about that I'd like to share with you, the country that you'll find interesting, you talked about having to bail out the graves because of the high water table in the cemetery. And uh, we just talked to a sexton at a cemetery here in Minnesota. And by the way, listeners, I happen to be in Minnesota right now. So if you're listening to this broadcast and you hear a little bit about the uh, about the quality of our audio, it's because I'm actually uh, out of state at the moment while we're recording this. Um, a sexton in a small uh, little cemetery here told me that years ago here in the Minnesota Prairie, when they saw a tire burning out on the cemetery in the middle of the winter, that was an indication someone had passed away that's not a ritual that a dead person needs to have a tire burn in their honor. It meant they were thawing out the ground so that they could dig the hole. So they would actually go out there and light this tire on fire and let it burn for a whole day so that they uh, had that ground thawed up enough so that they could dig a hole. Isn't that amazing? I thought, wow, it's a, a interesting, interesting profession of the cemetery sexton. So the Novelty Cemetery has some room for expansion. So we've got a little bit of a huge, uh, we've got some history there. It'll continue to be uh, this, uh, the city of Duval and surrounding area uh, cemetery for some time. And by coming up to events like this Twilight Tour, you help support the, uh, you can help support the maintenance um, costs because even though there's so many volunteers at work involved tirelessly at this, it does take a little bit of money to make this whole thing go. Uh, and so, Helping the endowment fund is it is good. I'm, you can tell I'm the ex treasurer, uh, county treasurer, tax collector of the broadcast mm-hmm. because if there's an ask for money uh, to be had, I'm going to be the one that actually makes it. If uh, people can contribute, but of course it's not necessary for attendance at this event. We hope everybody can can kind of come out and and do that. Another thing I want to uh, talk about just a little bit, country is is uh, we've. Uh, visited some history centers, museums, if you will, two separate county ones here in Minnesota, and you are involved in the Duval Historical uh, Museum. And so I want to uh, just talk about that just for a couple of minutes. When we return from our break, we'll be right back to, uh, to talk some more about Valley history. You're listening to Valley 104.9 FM, your Valley community radio station. Remember to join us at 1 p.m. on Sunday for Animal Radio. Animal Radio is America's most listened to pet show. The nearly two-hour celebration of our pets is hosted by veterinary talent Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. So tune in 1 p.m. Sunday, Animal Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Jay Fisk, host of Keeping Track of Giving Back in the Valley. We're the show that's on every week, and we talk about nonprofits that help all of us who live, work, and play here in the fabulous Snoqualmie Valley. You can catch us at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, and then we do an encore presentation on Monday at 6.30 p.m. That's 5.30 Sunday evening and 6.30 on Monday for Keeping Track of Giving Back in the Valley right here on Valley 104.9 FM. 
Hi, I'm Melinda Hemmelgarn, a registered dietitian, investigative nutritionist, and host of Food Sleuth Radio, the show that helps us think beyond our plates, connect the dots between food, health, and agriculture, and find food truth. If you care about the food you eat, then join me on Sundays at 3 p.m. on Valley 104.9 FM for Food Sleuth Radio. Please join Interim City Manager Bob Jean and me, Mayor Kimless, for Carnation Currents. Sundays at 5 p.m., Thursdays 5.30 p.m., and Fridays 6 p.m. on Valley Radio 104.9 FM for the latest updates of Carnation. Welcome back, everybody. I'm talking to a country with the Novelty Hills Cemetery and the upcoming event of Twilight Tour that's going to be put on by uh, my family uh, this year. It's not put on by my family every year. And I hope everybody will come out and listen to us and then maybe even get an idea to recruit some family members to do one of your own if you happen to have people buried up there. And if you don't in your family, but you just want to be entertained about some people that were, uh, in my opinion, important to the Valley history. They were they were Mike and folk. Uh, please come out and listen. You'll we'll have a delightful time. We'll even give you a cookie afterwards. And so uh, it'll be fun. I mentioned a little bit earlier, the country is just a seriously hard worker and always doing things for the um, uh, Cemetery Association. But she just isn't limited to that. She is also working hard at the uh, Duval Historical Society. And if you haven't checked out the Duval Historical Society, you really need to because it is, they have an excellent web presence. They have uh, excellent exhibits. First, they're at an excellent location. Do you want to uh, talk just for a moment about that wonderful house that you happen to uh, be at? Yeah, we are open on Sundays between one and four. And that, where are we open? We're at the door. Farmstead right up Cherry Valley Hill across the street from Cherry Valley Elementary. And we are a two-story 1888 circa house that really depicts the early 20th century decor and what was happening in the town of Duval at that time. So you can walk into the house and you can see a kitchen you know, that replicates what Katie Doherty did to feed her eight children, as well as eight loggers that she boarded in order to make funding so she could so support her eight kids because she was a widow. We also have information on the transportation of the early Duval trains ferries. We had ferries going up and down our river on a regular basis, and you can learn about that, as well as the schools. We had five different school buildings here in Duval, and so you can see that as well as a bunkhouse. The bunkhouse is where the eight loggers would reside and eat. We have a garage that talks about or that shows about the tools that were used back then before so many things were automated or electricized. Everything was built by muscle back then. Right. So we have a lot of those tools as well as a milk house. 
that was just revamped by an Eagle Scout. So it has a new painted exterior. And if you walk inside, you can see a milk separator and where they would put the milk cans in order to be cooled down before they were picked up by a milk truck. It is such a neat old house. It is just so, so beautiful. And the way they have the exhibits that are fitting and proper with the rooms that they're in, they really depict life at that time. And what a way to honor a very important family in Duval's history who went on to not only, you know, eventually the Historical Society got the use of the house, which is cool. And the family, if I remember right, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think they even deeded some property over. They were they were very devout in their faith, which was Catholic uh, faith. And they uh, there's some land that was made available for the new Catholic church. It's not too far away from this house. And so they just kept giving and giving and giving to the community uh, in so many ways that lives on uh, today. To put all this on requires some money. And those funding sources that have helped make this possible have come from a couple of different sources. Do you want to talk about those? Absolutely. So the first one that I want to talk about is for culture. And that's uh, through King County. And we participate as museums uh, with Saver Snoqualmie for culture. For culture gives us a sustaining support fund each year. So we're able to stay open or like last year, create videos because we weren't open. But For Culture has been our supporter for numerous years. And so that's what helps keep our doors open, per se. I also want to mention about the Washington Trust for Historic Preservation. That was a grant that we received at the Novelty Hill Cemetery last year. And we were awarded funds so we could redo the landscaping that was original from the early 1900s, as well as we did a sonar project, found approximately 40 bodies that were buried at the cemetery that didn't have headstones. So through this grant, we were able to purchase headstones and place them where these folks are buried. And oh so those goodness, two, it's incredible. Those two uh, associations just help us on a regular schedule. And they, and they, it isn't limited to Duval. Uh, for culture is a name I hear up and down the valley. Uh, they have helped with preservations. They help fund the, uh, the Barn Again program. They help many programs. And so they really do need to be acknowledged by uh, taxpayers for the, the good work they do. They are, um, they're just not handing money, uh, uh, you know, over either. They make the grantees uh, uh, work for it and, um, and uh, do it properly uh, according to archiving standards. And that is a good thing. And it, the taxpayers should be reassured that that money is being very, very well spent and spent in a very economic, uh, economical way and good priority set. So. Wonderful programs, and they are helping out entities like the uh, Duval Historical Society, and the, some of that even bleeds over to uh, the um, work like is done at the uh, Cemetery Association, too. So tell me, um, uh, what's kind of next for the Duval Historical Society? What, what are some of the projects that you know are in the works? 
good question, and I got an answer for that one. We want to invite everybody on September 12th. We are having a jug fest. So September 12th, between 1 and 4, we're going to have some old bluegrass pioneer music playing on the front oh porch goodness. of the Doherty Farmstead. Everybody is welcome, and it's for free and for fun. That so sounds like a blast. Yes. We're, and and uh, because there's only so much we can talk about on the radio, where would people find out more information about that? Well, I would appreciate if people use their computers and just looked up DuvalHistoricalSociety.org. Because they're going to be able to find it. That, that's what I meant. They're going to be able to find more information about that on the Historical Society's webpage. Yes, that is great. And- as well as Facebook. I think Facebook has been the contemporary way to get events uh, noticed, and it's on our Facebook page as well. What about the Cemetery Association? What are some of the new uh, things that we're doing there? We recently went through a project of uh, identifying different sections of the cemetery that makes finding people a little bit easier and doing other uh, efforts in that regard. You want to talk about some of those? Yeah, you know, we have a couple events up at Novelty Hill Cemetery that we're proud to support. The next one would be in after Twilight Tour on the 29th, 28th, we have the Rees Across America, and that's December 19th. And that is where folks, local community can sponsor Rees to be placed on the veterans' headstones. on that particular day and i'm proud to say that novelty hill cemetery has 115 veterans residing in our grounds that is that is uh really a special that's that's a lot and and in fact there is a good memorial day service that occurs up there uh, every year that's pretty well attended it is. And, you know, I wish I knew how many years it's been going on, but I can say it's been going on since I was a little girl and I have gray hair now. So <laughs> it's been going on for a while. And that is Memorial Day every year, 10 a.m. We have the American Legion come out and they do a flag ceremonies. I want to mention the Boy Scouts Troop 909. They come out and do a rate of uh, raising the flag. It is a huge crowd and we are very supportive of our veterans. Country, you were rather modest at the very beginning of the program because we flew right into the subject, uh, but you do come from a family that has some history. I like to make sure that our guests kind of help identify themselves because they have a reason to be proud about their involvement in, uh, uh, in Valley history. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about what family you come from? Yes. So my last name is Roney and I'll spell it R-O-N-E-Y. We have a road up Big Rock Road that uh, was named after my great grandmother, Cora Roney, who was on the first all-woman council of Duval. And uh, I'm also, my grandfather was a King County Superior Court judge for over 30 years. Uh, Also a same person, Judge Advocate General, World War II of the South Pacific. 
And then my father, who I'm most proud of, was just a dumb farmer who supported his two girls and a wife. And, you know, he did not have to be a decorated person in order to be my hero. So, and he passed last year. So I have three of those generations buried up at Novelty Hill Cemetery. And so I get the honor of carrying on uh, what, what those folks taught me. So and, and, I, and your father <laughs> was known by many, including myself, and he was a great, great man. And he so was uh, he was, he was. So I think that we are just about out of time. I really want to thank you for uh, being my guest today, where we've been talking about some really important things. Once again, Twilight Tour is this Saturday, the 28th at 7 p.m. up at the Novelty Cemetery. Uh, please consider coming up. It's not gonna be very long. It's gonna be a great event. We're going to uh, do, uh, my family is gonna be up there kind of honoring some uh, important members of uh, my family. And you'll learn a little bit about uh, the Valley history. And I really hope that people can come up and join us then. And, uh, and thank you for giving us a briefing about things that are going on in the Historical Society. A lot of good work being done by a lot of good people. And, and also thank you for giving that really appropriate uh, acknowledgement to the good work that For Culture does because they are a wonderful, uh, uh, they're a wonderful resource for entities uh, that we've been talking about to help preserve Valley history. So folks, until next week, when we continue talking about Valley history, Thank you for listening today. And until next week, we'll, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, everybody.